It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Goes Without Saying. We are back for another episode of Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing. I'm Wing. This is Sefi. Sefi, give us a twirl. Hi. I'm Sefi. And... <laughs> that was too moody. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. Okay. Hi. No, okay. Uh, okay, fuck it. This is it. Um, this episode, look, I'm going to hold my hands up. I think this episode is great. Same. We are talking about... Well, you've read the title. We're talking about privilege. Class, race. We don't really get into gender or sexuality or really anything meaningful, but I'm sure you will enjoy this episode. I think this is peak second win content. I've been wanting to do this episode for ages, so I hope you enjoy it. Okay, do you want to go in? I don't know if I just had a breakdown. Would you call it a breakdown? Or shall we call it a breakthrough? <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it a breakdown. Yeah, I'm going to call it a breakthrough. A breakthrough. A mild breakthrough. Um, I'm not feeling the best today, guys. So <laughs> I really was like, I had a lot of like, I want to do this episode justice. Like we want it, we'd be wanting to do this topic for so long. Like, oh, I really want this to be an amazing episode. I want to give you the hottest takes, the best kind of insights and just give you like an amazing episode because this has been so highly requested for so long. And on our like top of our list every week <laughs> kind of highly requested by me <laughs> <laughs> highly requested by 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 no one but us but i really wanted to give the best app but i just don't think i'm going to be able to today and obviously that's going to make me feel even worse but i just think i'm just, i'm going to come with some it's either i don't do it today or i come with kind of casual energy so i'm coming with the most casual fucking energy possible mm-hmm. and i hope you like it i just want to clarify i have done the whole we don't have to do this they don't need anything from you they love you as you are and yada 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 she wasn't buying any of it so we're doing it <laughs> we're doing it yeah well i don't want us to miss a week i want no. this i love this app needs to go out on schedule on we're running a tight ship here yeah yeah we are yeah and my fucking own issues can just wait for a bit are you gonna talk about your vagina issues or no no we're not talking about my vagina issues (laughs) basically i'm never having sex again in my life (laughs) okay (laughs) it's been a whole time um that is all stemming from just some sensation of pain in my vagina that is making me want to die (laughs) also just on that topic i listened to an old episode like I went I was on a train journey oh yeah I was listening to off menu listening to my king James talking about sort of desserts and I was like delicious times and I was like oh okay that's ended should I just listen to like five seconds like just literally five minutes of one of our old episodes just to see like so insane listen to just some random old one I think it was like the feminist sex episode yeah how to have feminist sex what like it's hard yeah oh such a good title but it just made me laugh because I was like god we've talked some shit on here like, i was going i'm never having sex with a man again i'm never having sex with a man yeah, again it's quite scary it's like who is this well then you wonder why we're hyper aware coming to the episode saying i'm really sorry there's no takes from me today yeah. i can't say a word not a peep from me when it's like god i've talked some utter fucking shit on this fucking podcast mm-hmm. and that's going out to like people are just finding us now listening to that girl going on and on about how she's never having sex with a man again yeah, although i am yeah. saying that again and i am re- restating that now <laughs> I'm joking, but I really just think I would rather have pain anywhere in my body other than my vagina. Mm. It's really stressing me out, actually. Like it, it's ruined about three days for me now. It is, yes. It's really, um, it's really got to you. <laughs> okay, so it's been a time. <laughs> 
time and a half. What a whirlwind. Also, I've conquered my fear of sharks for anyone listening to the last episode. Oh, yeah. I literally just went in the water the next day and had the time of my life and there was not a shark in sight, thank God. Kind of speaking about it was like an exorcism of the fear. It was. You needed to get it out. Well, I was almost, when I was in the sea, I was thinking, what are the chances that I would talk about being scared of sharks on my podcast and then be eaten by a shark? The chances are quite slim, aren't they? They're playing that clip on the news. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But it it dramatically lowered the statistics in my favour. 100%. 100%. The odds are ever in your favour now. So that was very healing for me. That's great. And no close encounters. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. <laughs> no. <laughs> like Although low. there have been some men. <sighs> when I go on my own, I'm getting proud on like a hawk. Unbearable. And, and chatted to. Unbearable. Swimming. We're shouting at each other across the sea. <laughs> Cat called in the ocean. It's quite a lot. It's like swim in the other direction. Yeah. The only predators in the ocean. It's like kind of do a deep dive underneath. I have that when I do yoga in public. I think it's the sim- a similar thing with swimming. When you realise that a thing you've been kind of doing in your own home or swimming, a thing you've been doing early in the morning on your own, can be sexualised. It's like a thing I'm doing for my own pleasure, my own body. Mm. Oh, I forgot this was also like a male gaze fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot like this would, would be like in porn as well. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. fucking get away from me. Oh, yeah. I had a group of builders. They were filming me. What? Yeah. I haven't, have I not told you this? No. It's like this group of builders. They all like on their break. I'd take my little mat to the park and I was like doing my yoga. Mm-hmm. Quite a confident move from me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Quite confident. Where were they building? The park? <laughs> no, they were building the houses around the park. They, were, they, they weren't building the houses on the park. They were sort of fixing up. They were close to you or no? Um, They were on like a bench near me. They all came and like sat on the bench near me. Oh. Oh, right. God. So it's a quite scary distance. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to continue. And then I was like, wait, no, they're watching a video on their phone for sure. And then I was like, fuck, no, they're literally filming me. Oh my God. You've been Gina Martined. 100%. So what did you do? I continued for a bit. I moved. Um, and then they're all still looking and then I was like oh fuck it I'm just gonna leave they just like completely ruined it oh god well if anyone sees that video of Sefi somewhere <laughs> her downward dog is shit <laughs> <laughs> but that's horrific in the sea because that's like there's nowhere to go well you're in a bikini and it's it's comments on the board oh for sure quote unquote board it's terrifying scary yeah well it's like I either go out to sea or the shore well that's the thing is that one of them This is the first time I didn't go with my boyfriend, funny enough. And he, this guy was like, being like, you're you're amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And then when he got out of the sea, I thought, oh, great, he's gone. So I had my eyes on him on the beach and then he was getting dressed. I thought, great, he'll be gone soon. Because I wanted to leave. And I thought, I'm not doing a Baywatch out of the water. Because his situation is kind of right next to my situation. Nightmare. So I'm not walking up. And then we chat like while I'm kind of in my bikini and a towel on the beach oh. out of water. It's like, I'm real fish out of water. It's like, get me out of that situation. He was getting dressed. I thought, great, he'll be going soon. Then he sat down. I thought, hmm, you should be going soon. Mm. Then he started putting stuff in his bag. I thought, great, he's going soon. And then he just sat chilling again. I thought, oh, you should be going soon. Who's waiting for you? And I'm swimming laps. My hands are getting all crinkled up. I look like an old lady. It's been 84 years. <laughs> and then slowly I could see him like looking back and forth. Like, oh, I was like, really I'm trying to wait you out here. Like, can you scram? And he's waiting you out. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like, we could do this all day, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I've got no plans today, so I can do this all day. I don't know about you. (laughs) I know you've got a work and a wife to go to. Yeah. Um, And he, he... didn't leave basically so I had to run away <laughs> how did you do it I he was ter- he was literally facing the other way and I kind of swam back to shore quickly <laughs> sprinted a mix between swimming like a real evolution in real time out of the water on your legs yeah, right, literally. You well, it was a real it was just Baywatch in fast forward yeah and I just picked up my towel and ran because I live close to the sea I could just run mm. back home just in my towel and that was that I made out alive live to tell the tale but it does change the experience completely Completely changes the experience. Mm. The thing is, he was really nice, but it's just. Um... Well, you can be really nice and still be fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you. I'm sure fucking Ted Bundy looked fucking nice. Boy, does he look nice. We've <laughs> made a whole pop culture. Don't we know? <laughs> um, phenomenon out of it. But it's like, yeah, you can look really nice. You can be, oh, like, how are you doing? I still know you're looking at my boobs. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're saying, oh, lovely day, isn't it? It's like, mm, can you get away from me? at 6am in the morning so there we go but anyway not scared of sharks anymore just scared of men (laughs) yeah 
Well, that's great. <laughs> no news, nothing new to update. Okay, should we get into the app? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so to the listener, and actually I'm going to say this to you, Sefi, as well, which we haven't said. Mm. I think this episode should not begin with us listing, I have had privilege in this way, I haven't had privilege in this way, I've had this, I haven't had this, I have this, I haven't had this, to try and give you, us, contextualise in terms of the privileges we may or may not have. I think we're just going to speak freely and you'll just keep inferring our situation, as you have been doing. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. But I, I just think that's not useful no one cares so let's get into it let's get into the good bit that being said as well i feel like we could do a million episodes on privilege i just feel like i'll never be done talking about no. this shit so no oh where do i start because there's so many good messages actually that's where i'll start is by saying thank you to everyone who has sent in messages this week any other week anytime thank you for listening even it's thanks for being here god it's quite mental really yeah yeah thank you so much for being here i mean we say it every week but it is just that thing of... i don't think we say it enough no i know but it just each week it's, it's just like wait you're still here god you're actually do you like us yeah are we, are we friends like do you yeah, actually yeah. you like what we say do you oh my god someone said this actually really can make me cry they were like they sent a lovely message and just one sentence was like you didn't like actually they were like i've been listening for ages but you didn't know it but as soon as we listened we clicked <gasps> oh that's nice yeah i didn't know but i'm really happy to hit that how sweet is that like you had no idea but we clicked it's like oh i'm really so stunning Ooh, makes me emotional isn't that really sweet the sweetest Thank you so much, everyone. So nice. Okay, actually, you know what? I'm going to read this one. This was a... Someone came to the DMs for this and it really... um, I was going to say wet my whistle, but it actually just kind of made me froth at the mouth with anger, (laughs) which I kind of feel like this whole topic kind of does. 100%, yeah. So this person said... Oh, it really just... Okay. They said, I have a friend at uni who I class as one of my best friends, but I really struggle with how she openly admitted to me that she changes her accent and wears cheaper clothing on purpose so she doesn't come across as middle class and get judged for it. God. Brackets. I'm very much lower working class and she knows my family's financial struggles. She's very well off and I just think, question mark, accept and acknowledge your privilege. No one hates middle class people, but purposely coming across as poor when you're not leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Since when was it a trend to purposely make yourself lower class or make yourself appear lower class? And then she said, she said, thank you so much. If, or they said, thank you so much if you read this. Hope you guys are having a good week. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no. But thank you so much for sending. But <laughs> Hard no, hard no, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, talk about a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, that is awful. And I know this as oh. well. I've seen this around. More than anything. It is unbearable to kind of to behold. It's like, what am I seeing? Someone actually said, a lot of people, someone said, because um, we asked on the story, when did you first think about like privilege and your class in particular? Yeah. And someone said uni. I went to a stuck up uni and I've never been so looked down on. And someone else also said Sussex uni has so many um, rich people who don't know they're rich. Yeah. Or that's don't good. think that they're privileged or whatever. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what? You're fucking right. Because I definitely had a similar. Yeah. That was my experience for sure. I'd never met anyone who went to a private school until I went to uni. No, 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 no. Well, I knew people, but never like. Well, none of my friends. I just never met anyone. I remember they were like, it was like a fucking unicorn. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, now we're friends. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone. Yeah, literally yeah, everyone. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And they do, it's just crazy because when, I was reading a really good thing on this, but someone was basically saying, when you're working class or like if you've actually struggled with money or it, whatever, and it's not like, oh, my dad won't buy me like this new coat that I want. It's like, shit, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent and I'm letting my whole house down. They're all going to know I don't have any fucking... What the fuck am I going to do? It's not this cutesy thing. When you're actually working class or you've actually struggled with money or when you don't have like a middle or upper class experience, and I do think the class system in Britain is so insane, you're not proud you're not trying to proudly come across as working class well you're doing everything to kind of hide it you're doing everything to cover it up yeah the last thing i wanted was anyone having an inkling well that's what's so like particularly like literally disgusting about kind of private school people rich people pretending like kind of performing like working classness or like quote-unquote poorness it's like you're joking, right? Because when it was seen as cool or like desirable to be super wealthy and fit into that aesthetic, like the Jack Wills, Abercrombie and Fitch aesthetic, I'm pretty sure you were conforming to that. Mm. And now you want to wear fucking Adidas. Not even Adidas, it's like fucking um, Alessi. 
actual working class people can't afford these clothes now yeah. because you've gentrified it. And they do the same thing with class as they do with race. It's like you want to take everything from like a black culture and take it on as your own. You want to take everything from a working class culture now because you think it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Wow. It's so hurtful, actually. Like it's so mind blowing. And it's, I, I messaged that girl back who said, um, that, you know, she had that, I think she calls her her best friend, like one of her best friends. And I said, like, one of the worst bits about that is you have so much shame around it that if, if you were to ever challenge that, and it, you feel it, you can't challenge it really because you're met with the societal view that like anyone, oh, working class people are just so bitter. You're just bitter. They're fucking jealous. They're fucking jealous that like, sorry that my parents could afford to put me in a private, sorry that my parents can afford to give me X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, don't be sorry. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> there's often the phrase as well of like i didn't choose this i didn't mm-hmm. choose this like, like i didn't and it's like what are you, what is that like r- really what is that like i didn't choose to go to a private school it's like, yeah but you still benefited from that you chose to participate in all of the things that make you benefit from that it's like no it wasn't a choice but you still lived that you still got that so then to suddenly flip it on its head and be like i especially also think with like using slang and things like that like <laughs> the language that people use it's insane it's it's fascinating like i i also think when i went to uni i had the experience of realizing that what i considered was like wealthy people were actually considered like poor people Mm -hmm. oh okay like my rich wasn't rich okay got it yeah and i remember meeting someone this boy who was i'm gonna be annoyed in this whole episode yeah yeah, yes it's it's fucking angering for fuck's sake okay it was this guy privately educated going to oxford uni like super rich rich fucking privileged guy and just the way he was speaking like he was oliver twist literally it's like this can't not be offensive like this is actually like like why why do you think you can get away with speaking like this it's actually like quite um oh it just makes your blood boil doesn't it it's like how Mm. dare you how dare you like appropriate the language well that's the thing why do you think i sound like emma watson now for good reason because i had to fucking try i had to spend time changing who i was training yeah because what i sounded like wasn't good enough like the slang i was using was not going to be acceptable Mm. and also that was still in a working class town so i went from a working class town in london to a working class town which i viewed as the countryside and it still was like oh it's just it's fucking insane you know what is a good film um the riot club i've never seen that i know and you should watch it because it will really make you sick yeah i think that's why i didn't watch it because i knew it would make me sick fucking awful i just think uni exposed me to some some crazy shit crazy shit and we didn't even go to like one of the quote-unquote yeah if you're gonna use it russell groups we didn't go to like one that is known for having elite um sort of fucking people there we went to just like what is seen as quite a standard normal left-wing uni yeah but it's it's not though it's all middle-class white kids of course it's not that i'm doing quote marks this whole time but i forget that this is a fucking podcast Mm. we went to one that is seen as like a left-wing liberal uni tell me where that is in the actual politics of this because it seems like you've just taken in Mm. everyone that applied from private schools and you've just been like "Mm, okay okay let's get some of these people not even just private schools state schools but middle class kids too it is crazy because also uh, yeah it's just insane but loads of people anyway were talking about the uni experience because it kind of if you've only been surrounded if you've been surrounded by a working class bubble it's very confronting and i think the other way around as well like the struggle that i saw from wealthy people then being confronted with their wealth Mm. was also like oh okay yeah there were some few messages that looked like that actually yeah and i think that's an interesting way round as well totally from seeing people in that bubble suddenly having that bubble burst as well it's like oh okay you're are you shocked are you mm. it was crazy to see the amount of like almost surprise that they were met with mm. and denial i guess it is hard you know what i would say as a tip because i actually think i've come to the conclusion i don't regret it but if i was going to uni again i wouldn't have stayed in the accommodation that i stayed in because the accommodation that i stayed in was like the ensuite one which meant they were like one of the ensuite ones one of the nicer ones which meant that it was full of rich people like middle class and upper people yeah which just made me feel shit from day one i think and i think i didn't realize how shit or i think i just really because part of the masking within that then you underplay how fucked it is yeah it's very isolating because also i I remember you even said to me how did you afford to live in northfield oh wow and i lied to 
you and I said my grandparents paid for it. They didn't. I was just on a crazy student loan in my overdraft. Yeah. Like, I was not supported by... Like, my grandparents occasionally sent me a bit of money, which was really nice, but I was not financially supported at that time. What a weird question that I would ask. How did you afford... Did I say it like that? I don't think you said it like that. No, you were just saying, like... God, that made me sound like I'm kind of... No, no. How did you afford to be here? No, I think we were talking about how insane it is that the standard at uni is so high yeah and blah 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 blah. and you said how did you afford to pay for Northfield because it was fucking expensive it's mental and I remember speaking to my friend who went to the same uni Mm -hmm. she was in a different accommodation she was like why did you choose that accommodation I was like well I got I'd been working for the whole year before Mm -hmm. and I had a big student loan so it's like yeah okay well I was like okay fuck it I'll do it not realizing that actually there is a huge divide within the just you just who you're surrounded with at that at that like formative time is um it is really crazy and then even then so think of how crazy that was for you and then all the people who had been still working the year before and still had a massive student loan and still couldn't cover things it's crazy mm-hmm. and it's really i think that people ask us about advice for uni and stuff like that all the time <laughs> and my advice would be my advice wouldn't necessarily be don't stay in northfield at sussex but it would just be i just think if the, if this is going to be like a sore point for you I don't know, maybe be prepared for that. And also like, I don't know, like don't don't let it get you down. It's such a wanky thing to say, but like, I don't know. I think for me, I think it's important to just be true about who you are and you don't have to worry really about people who like, do you know what I mean? Don't try and be around people who have a really different situation to you. Cause I didn't like, you know, I don't connect with these people. So why am I with them? Do you know what I mean? Literally. I mean, talking of uni, like people did come through with so much about uni and it is mm-hmm. so like, even if you haven't, you didn't go to uni or you're yet to go to uni or you went to uni fucking years ago or it's just something that is, fuck the establishment. Yeah, we fucking agree. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it does come up a lot it, when you're talking about class because it's the first time that you, everyone is in their like own little bubbles and that, yeah, the bubbles may extend further than some other people's bubbles, but you're all in your kind of what you perceive the world to be. Suddenly you're uprooted from all of that, shoved into another world where there's people from kind of all over the place but yeah completely geared to like middle to upper white rich people but there is kind of you're thrown into a different world you're endlessly questioning where you fit within that and if you if you meet the mold of what's there it's like okay cool you might not have to think about it so much but I still think if you're in any of the any form of outlier to Mm -hmm. just like wealthy whites kind of horse girl Mm. you are going to be questioning like why is there not more of me here because at home they were all me they were all just loads of me Mm. so why am I now the only one representing that whole fucking group or kind of oh at home I I was kind of like I was pretty well off at home at home I was fucking a queen (laughs) a queen (laughs) I was rolling (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy it is mental it is crazy there's just a certain level you can't keep up you can't Mm. keep up with it in a way it made me feel good like in the sense of you felt like you weren't it yeah you weren't neither of my my parents didn't go to uni like my grandparents were both immigrants in London at the same time and they like I got into uni because I went to a shitty little state school and if I would have went to a private school I'd be fucking prime minister lucky for you I'm not but shit like I must have been pretty smart also like I went to Sussex and I could have gotten Sussex was really low for the results that I got like I could have gone I should have gone higher really and then I would have really had a culture shock but I was really part of it made me really proud inside it was an internal thing yeah it was never something that I shared but there was there is a certain level of accomplishment there which I think is what makes middle and whatever class people feel bad because they feel like they haven't earned something and I'm sure they have and I'm not taking away anything from them because I actually look I would love to have gone to a private school I would love to send my kids to a private school yada 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 because I think it's a great opportunity and not even private school I don't I don't even think private school really is a marker of class I think you can be not go to a private school and be much more privileged than people who did and vice versa um but there was a like an internal acknowledgement from me of like oh I must be all right then because I did this on my own also with all of my shit you guys know I've had some situations in my life is that oh I met I didn't I didn't kill myself by 16 and I made it to uni not bad not bad not 
fucking bad. That is exactly the feeling that is so important to hold on to that it's like, I don't know, because even beyond uni, but like the opportunities that privilege like affords you don't just end at uni. It's like, no, they continue. And you see that after things, they, the world of work is rife with this. Absolutely. Goes without saying. Well, that's the thing as well is I would say, oh my God, I'm working class, I'm working class. But having a podcast is about as working class as fucking a trip to Waitrose. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, someone actually sent a message saying about the discrepancy between them being working class and trying to get creative roles and all of their friends having much more like financial stability and support and whatever. And the way that they could, you bet you have the opportunity to take risks. That's privilege though. I think that is- Absolutely, yeah, that's it. That's the crux of privilege that you can afford to- First crux. First crux of the episode. And it is that you can 100%. You're just bought a little bit of fucking leeway to take slightly smaller risks and or potentially slightly bigger risks than people without that privilege. You can potentially be like, maybe I want to go traveling for six months. Mm-hmm. Or, what, or can I do like three months? Or maybe, oh. Opportunity. I can decide to do an unpaid fucking intern. Listen to the little Bo Burnham song. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when people say like, you know, and I worked really hard, like any holiday I've ever, any traveling I've done, I've paid for all of it. It's like, yeah, because you didn't have to help pay your mum's bills. Literally, literally. I'm not saying yeah. you didn't earn it. You earned every penny and I'm genuinely happy for you. I admire... I, I dream of your life. That's beautiful. That's am- I'm really happy for you. Because I do think that it's, it's a really, like, amazing thing to... Privilege. It's called privilege for a reason. It's good. It's a good thing you've got going on. All you have to do... You don't even have to be... In my mind, with when it comes to class, you don't have to be extreme about acknowledging it. You don't have to make it your personality that you're going to be an activist at uni and you're going to take on all of these left-wing liberal mantras as your own. I think just understand in your own mind that people have had a different experience to you and be sensitive to it. So when you're talking to your best friend, you don't end up doing things like buying cheap clothing so you don't come across middle class or changing your voice so you don't sound posh and adopting their language because that to me is the problem yeah the language they've been using their entire life but you heard on um fucking skins yeah fucking a few years ago and you're like oh yeah that sounds good i'm gonna use that it's like what crazy that is the crux i'm stamping that as the crux of thank you you get fucking opportunities yeah you do you do. But they think they don't, though, which is the strange bit, is they think they don't. Well, that's the bit... We've had big discuss- discussions about this with just people in our lives as well. I was once friends with a boy that he was so adamant that he had, like, earned this opportunity. It was, like, an amazing opportunity that just goes without saying anyone would fucking want. Mm-hmm. A work opportunity. He was so adamant that he had, like, worked for this, that he had earned it, and it was his just for the taking. But it caused a bit of like disruption in my friendship with him because it was like you you obviously didn't and it, it's bothering me like it is actually bothering me that you can't admit that you got this from like family connections that's the thing is it's it's not like 
I'm sure he was perfect for the role. I'm sure he was a great candidate. I'm sure he had been working really hard. Absolutely. Yeah. No one's challenging that. Yeah. But the reason that you got this... Because say you're a working class boy from this, from, you know, the next town over, you wouldn't even know that company existed. Well, that was the issue because the the big... um, His crux. Comeback that he had was, no, because it was an open application. His crux that he was offering me was, it was an open application. Anyone could have applied. It's like, but do you fucking think... I bet you rejected that crux. I I shat all over the crux. (laughs) Did not resound. As if any fucking other working class boy would even have heard of this company. They're not Googling that. Yeah. How would they have found that? And it's a coincidence that your fucking family fucking like co-own it and shit like it's so out of order like isn't that a coincidence yeah or like you know the people that run the application process are you joking it's just it's the blindness it's rough isn't it it is hard it is hard it's the blindness that kills me because it's like you should 100% take that opportunity you should 100% do it yeah but he knows I don't know if he does he knows deep down he knows he doesn't he doesn't, he'll live his whole life happy with himself, proud of himself. So I really earned that. I think you still can be proud of it. I think you still can think you earned it. But I think you can also say like, I worked hard and I earned something. But at the same time, I was much more likely to get it because of all the privilege I have. I still do that in my life. Go on. Can we talk about race? <laughs> 100% let's talk about race. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. Should I start with talking about Nana once again? Once again, I am... Um talking about Nana on this podcast sorry um also I just quickly want to say actually how amazing it is to have Nana be someone who's shouted us out because yeah she has an amazing audience like it's not um like I'm very happy to have that audience here it's love kind of the most beautiful lovely sweet amazing people most wholesome and loving people yeah it's not scary I'm not scared of oh fuck kind of um David Dobrik sent his audience over yeah fuck that no, no, no. We're suddenly going to have to start doing prank videos. No, no, no. We've had the most beautiful people kind of sent over to us. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's a lovely bunch. Kind of cup of teas and biscuits on the go. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, say so thank you. Thanks to Nana always. And thank you for coming if you came from Nana. And thank you for being here if you found us organically. It was meant to be. Thanks for coming if you came from David Dobrik. Oh my God. <laughs> but please leave. Please show yourself out. Um. Okay. So I had, yeah, this sounds hyperbolic, but it's not an exaggeration to say that it was a life-changing, kind of um, earth-shattering, mind-blowing mm-hmm. event that I got from a Nana Florence video. Cinematic experience. Yeah, so it was about, um, it was over a year ago, and I was watching Nana's video on, she has a video, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's her talking about her experience being mixed race. And it's a beautiful video. You should watch it. It's lovely. I cried the whole time after. Cried during. Cried for like three, four hours thereafter. It was... And a lot of people sent messages, actually. Let me tie this back in. A lot of people sent messages with this kind of general sentiment. And a lot of people have sent messages over the past few months anyway, saying a similar thing, which makes me feel very much like I'm not just a nutter creating up issues in my own head. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but this Nana video was so monumental to me and I'm going to use someone's message to explain why but this person basically said that being mixed race or being able to pass as white or being able to assimilate in white spaces or having a close proximity to whiteness oftentimes makes you gaslight yourself out of your own racial identity Mm -hmm. and that was the big moment for me watching Nana's video. It kind of gave you permission to be who you really are. Exactly. Honestly, couldn't say it better myself. (laughs) That's exactly it because... It was the first person being like, this is a real experience, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. And I can't... It, that's why it's really strange now that I know Nana has listened to this podcast in the past because... It's fake. It's, I, no one, no human should cry that much over a single pleasant YouTube video. <laughs> Honestly, it's a lovely video. <laughs> and I went mental over it. And I've had many a time sobbing after, like since then, kind of not a day goes by. I don't think about how awful I feel about it. Why do you feel awful about it? A guilt? Well, so let me explain. I feel immense guilt. Goes without saying you shouldn't, but go on. Well, thanks. But I do. I really do. Because what doesn't, well, 
this also shouldn't go without saying, there's immense privilege. Like I've obviously benefited from white privilege in my life. And I'm gonna say, so I'm gonna make an analogy here and it's probably really problematic. Won't be the first or last problematic thing I'll say on this podcast. Well, let's do it. I'm down for cancellation. We're due one anyway. <laughs> the only way I can describe it is what I'd done. The only way I can describe that is someone who, for example, was gay and they knew they were gay and they knew in their heart they were gay, mm. but they made a decision from a young age to assimilate and deny who they were. Kind of commit to straightness. And commit to living a lie. That's the only way I can describe yeah. it is I committed to living a lie. And obviously there's privilege in that because I could commit to living a lie within reason. It's always come up in different ways, but you, you, I could get away with it mostly. Um, Sefi always says like, you know, people see this space and they're just going to see two white girls and a part of me dies inside every time. So I'm like, oh, fuck. oh God, like, do I say that? <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, like people are going to see this and they see two white girls and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, like, yikes. God, I'm coming across like I'm a fucking no. freak. <laughs> <laughs> kind of kkk like how can you as a little white girl... no you didn't say you didn't say that like how can you it was just that was a conversation about privilege that was just you know it was just a normal conversation you just asked me a question there's i don't know a part of that is so a part of this now feeling like oh people are just seeing two white girls kind of like you know i spent my whole life denying who i was being so ashamed and now i'm gonna really try hard and like accept who i am <laughs> it's just gonna be erased anyway like no one's gonna see it anyway like just, just, you know, it's funny though, actually, I did say in a different episode, an episode that never saw the light of day, thank God, wasn't about race, the episode, it was about some other topic, I don't know, it was just not very good. Um, and I made this tiny little point, and it's not my point, you know, a million people have said this on the internet, um, and elsewhere, I'm sure there is a world out there besides the internet. Um, but people were saying, like, what it means to be white passing, which is essentially just, you're someone who isn't necessarily white, but you could pass as white, people might assume you're white or you look, you can look white enough to get away with it in certain spaces. Um, what it means to be white passing is changing because the look, for example, of looking mixed race or quote unquote exotic or a spicy white mm. has shifted the um, standard of beauty or just shifted the way that a whole kind of culture or a generation of white girls look. So now you do still look mixed race. You don't look white. You're not white passing. You look mixed race. It's just all the white girls now also look mixed race, which I think is a really important point is I think if you fucking look, it doesn't look a genius. Look at me. I'm obviously like there's something going on there. Um, it's just not my fault that everyone else suddenly looks mixed race as well. So anyway, but there were so many good messages about like people were saying, so someone said, I feel like I'm very privileged because I quote unquote pass. I pass as white, I pass as straight. And even though neither of those things are true, it keeps me safe from street harassment, clear forms of discrimination, etc. Um, and I think that privilege is something that should obviously be recognized. Like that's the crux. I'll offer up a crux there and say, it's all about privilege. It is the crux. It's the biggest point. It's all about privilege. But at the same time, someone else said, and I don't know if I'll find it. Oh, someone said, yeah, this is a great point. Somebody said, having white passing privilege is a weird thing to navigate. I've experienced people being openly racist around me and feeling like it's okay to do so because I'm quote unquote white. And sometimes when people ask me my ethnicity and I choose to tell them, they respond, but you're white, as if I'm lying to them. Lol. Yeah, lol. It's also had a significant impact on my sense of identity growing up, but at the same time, I know how important it is to acknowledge this privilege and use it when necessary to intervene in certain situations. But it's also made me feel like I can't speak up about my experiences around racism as I sort of feel like a phony, like I'm not black enough. Being mixed race hasn't helped with that i'm constantly gaslighting myself convincing myself my feelings and experiences aren't valid because i'm only half black and uh, i don't know it's just a heavy old thing just that idea of being kind of torn between two cultures and being like oh well i can fit here and the world is telling me that i can fit here into whiteness and that that is like the desirable option your life will be easier you've been told your whole life or you've seen through the world that life will be easier if you pass as a white woman and that it's easier to assimilate towards that then you don't get yet harassed on the street and all of these things as much you can get this easier life mm. in order to do that you have to deny an entire part of yourself half of yourself half a half of yourself mm. but now 
now it's even more complicated because yeah fucking pop culture media all of this stuff is then saying but what's really desirable is if you, if you have this kind of ambiguous fucking look and mm. then it's like well mm. what the fuck do you want from me then you want me to be a mixed race woman that performs whiteness performing mixed race woman is like yeah well can i not just be myself then it's funny because i even don't feel like it's something that it's like we want you to be this it's more so just well we don't want you to be that yeah. do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. like i don't it's not about are you like you should be like this it's just whatever you do don't be like that yeah and one of them is a viable option and the other one's not i remember like i think my first understanding because also i've said before i grew up in a really like the buzzword multiculturalism was zooming through early 2000s london at the time and my like even my school was super diverse um so it wasn't like if you were white you were in the minority but it was just like very diverse Maybe it would be the minority. I don't know. But there were, like, it was so many different people, whatever. I remember my best friend. I must have been, like, five, I would say, like, maximum six years old. And my best friend, she was white, came round to my house after school in the afternoon. Spent an afternoon at mine. We've all been there. And then the next day at school, she was like, you didn't... I don't know if she said this to me or I heard her say it, like, or something. But she basically said, like, you didn't, like, I didn't know Erin's dad was black. And also, just for the story, my dad isn't black. But, and it wasn't even, it wasn't to say, like, she hasn't seen a black person before because she obviously had. I think it was just, I think that really stuck in my mind. Because it was the first time that I knew someone was like evaluating Perceiving. who i was yeah based on my race and also kind of shifting your idea of your own dad because especially at six it's like you just see dad yeah it's like that's my dad but it's like oh wait so you have a perception of my dad of otherness of difference here it's like yeah oh, okay that's interesting because i'm six yeah and then a few years later like, so i was 10 were we 10 in the 7-7 seven, seven bombings? Was it in 2007? We would have been 11. I guess so, yeah. We would have been 10, yeah. Was it 7-7-7? Seven, seven, seven? They did it. That's a bit crazy. There were bombings <laughs> in London, guys. Do you guys know? Sorry to bring it up. Let me search. I'm normally... Well, maybe 2005. I'm pretty good with dates. History graduate, after all. Yeah, 2005. I was mm. right. I was right after deliberating five minutes. <laughs> um, and also the 7-7 seven, seven bombings were really... I think that did a massive thing. But also, like, post-9-11 post world, 7-7 yeah. seven, seven bombings come. It's like, oh, God every i remember people in school being like you know the muslims did it the muslims did it and i remember thinking like well the muslims couldn't do it because i was eating dinner with them last night like what do you mean the muslims did it i don't know my whole i have there's more there than just a white experience obviously and i've denied it over time because of all of the shame and whatever and that i there is shame there i think the guilt in part is very founded like if i think about like my grandparents like my dad Mm. like your family oh i'm gonna cry it just it's 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 like that's a sickening thing that i've done it's it's actually quite disgusting to feel that level of shame about who you are because it's not just who you are it's who your family are but the thing is it's if anyone should be feeling any feeling of shame around that it's like this wasn't something that you as much as it was like a decision that you made for your own safety it wasn't an active decision. That is, it's kind of, as a child. It's years worth of shifting, shape-shifting, yeah. And as a child, you see, okay, so I, I am in this privileged position of being white passing. Do I make the decision of safety or the decision of, I can see, oh, your dad's black. Well, he's not black. I can cho- choose otherness. That's the thing. And I wonder, again, this is also something that should be an acknowledged another crux he wasn't black but if he was how then would that even more so inform literally what it was because i also again just to go back on the privilege this experience of this silly girl who is passing as white having all of these issues is in so minute in comparison to like the actual race like there's fucking racial violence and like real shit going on and i've experienced racism in my life it's in no way to be compared with that i hope it doesn't sound like i'm comparing myself to that experience i think it goes without saying no no one's thinking i would hope so so nana florence changed my life (laughs) but i think this is why that video was so monumental because Mm, mm. it does give you permission to be yourself because it it gives you the allowance to be like just because my experience isn't the biggest you're not trying to be there as this fucking um yeah i'm the poster child of race you're not doing that i think why that's important is there is i'm sure i just fucking know you're going to get messages after this being like i relate so hard i fucking relate to 
so much because it is a huge experience that is just diminished of being between these two things and then yeah opting for whiteness because obviously that is just okay well I can just balm myself in Mm. in the in white culture which clearly just makes your life so much fucking easier I don't think that's anything to feel any shame or guilt and it's not like your ancestors are looking down on you and being like you fuck it they'll be like yeah I would have done the fucking same you know what it is oh I don't know I don't I can't even think about my ancestors it'll drive me crazy but you know what it is it's not even about it makes it easier it really is privilege in the sense that yeah it doesn't necessarily make it easier it just doesn't make it harder harder yeah it's the absence of the negative it's negative reinforcement yeah it's like the paracetamol that doesn't make you feel better it just takes away the headache it's just it's not giving you i didn't get a one up from it i just got away with all of the other shit and, and then left myself with loads of other shit anyway I don't know. I just honestly think that's such like, um, just what a beautiful like 10 minutes you just gave us from pure from the soul. Like that is so fucking important. I really do think that is going to help so many people. Thank you. I I don't, I don't know. Because it was a bit, it was a big fucking thing. That, that Naina video, Naina, you've done it again. (laughs) You saw it. You saw me. I really, I did sob, didn't I? That was, I sobbed to you a couple of months after I really sobbed. Yeah, but I remember the phone call. I remember where yeah. I was when you phoned me and you were like, do you know who Naina Florence is? And I was like, who is this name? I know this name. <laughs> God, I'm nuts. Little did I know that I would <laughs> soon fall deeply in love with her. <laughs> but you were like, you have to watch this video. Like it's literally changed my life. I think I even said like, you don't even have to watch it because it will, it will be like, do you know what I mean? But just know that it changed but here's what here's a play-by-play of everything she said yeah yeah it was it's a huge it's a huge fucking thing and also shifting your identity at any point in your life because mm. i think a part of what you felt stop me if i'm saying too much at any point absolutely yeah go on a huge part of what you were saying i think you were expressing some kind of like annoyance at yourself that you didn't kind of realize this earlier yeah oh 100 you were like but but nana's so young and she's realizing this young yeah. and i feel like i'm so old realizing this well, also because it seems pretty obvious like I was always like the most interested in like race and culture or the most well-read on like equality and justice and it's like how could you it's like yeah of course you were really interested in it it's like oh god you're really interested for a white girl it's like yeah no white girls just aren't that white girls don't care that much like it, there is another layer there like you it is personal it's in your blood, for you. yeah it's in your blood like I I feel I do feel frustrated because it's like, oh fuck they got me too the whitest mixed race girl ever and she was still impacted by racism like shit and the and that's why i think i've said before like i've toyed with how much i want to speak about it because in part goes out saying the privilege so it's almost like how useful of all of this like it's not um i'm not ignorant to the fact that i'm now on a podcast talking about my experience with race and there are a million for example black girls out there who have really insightful and just like voices that need to be heard whether they're insightful or not and they don't have a space and in part so I've been afforded so much privilege that's allowed me to have this but then also by not talking about it how much is that making room for other people to talk or is it just me further perpetuating like just sustaining that role of the white supremacist in me the dilemma of should i speak should i not speak and the dilemma of who am i (laughs) yeah it's literally an identity fucking crisis it's like Mm. who am i who have i been all this time and the, the answer is you've been you have been kind of brainwashed out of being half of yourself yeah it's it's funny because at the same time i never felt good about it but it's also that i think i also have the level of frustration because as i said earlier with the class thing it's like i'll shape shift i changed my whole fucking voice so i could sound less working class it's like and i did everything i could so i could be less mixed race it's like god you're a real fucking libra aren't you wing like fucking shapeshifter talk about people pleasing and then you get a podcast review that says you're un you're jarringly posh or unbearably posh quite a compliment really wow i've done a good job of transcending my class as they say yeah, absolutely i've put on a good show yeah 100 oscar the oscar goes to you honestly yeah i just I, I love i love to hear it like i literally think that's so just fucking great just discoveries it is discoveries yeah but it's, it's, it's not the fun discoveries that you think you're gonna make no no oh kind of discovery that makes you cry for two years okay yeah so still figuring it out we'll see i don't know i don't know i i want to redact everything else i've ever said about my own experience with race within this space and i want to deliver everything i've just said with a tablespoon of salt all over it so you can pinch 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 as you like and not take me seriously because i'll probably regret speaking about it 
as soon as the episode goes up and can that just go with every single thing we say on the podcast as yeah, well <laughs> ever yeah They'll just cover it in soul everything we ever said was a mistake <laughs> yeah i think we end it here to be honest i was think we were just sort of looking through your answers being like should we just find umming and ahhing should we just like, oh, should we just find one more just to like kind of tied us over to a full hour and then we're like no i think we should just leave it actually on that okay i think that's the crux of the episode like i don't think we should just scrap around for like oh my god now we're gonna go back and talk about school it's like no yeah yeah i think the crux is like oh i don't have one forget it (laughs) forget i said anything we're honestly horcrux hunting let's find some cruxes yeah (laughs) it's like no we found them all literally we found them all i think my crux is i'm very grateful to everyone listening same so strange we say it i I know you say we don't say enough i kind of think we bore everyone by saying thank you i don't know what you guys want (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I definitely don't we can never say it enough well thank you so much for listening and just being here and just sending all your amazing thoughts it also we're we're kind of having this weird thing where we're kind of growing more on spotify than on instagram so i just want to say if you're listening on spotify we have an instagram that's called sefi and wing Mm. where that's where we get all these questions and stuff because yeah yeah people seem to not know where the instagram is i think people know where the instagram is we've had a few messages not in about six months true you know why because i changed the name to goes without saying pod so if you search goes without saying you'll find find us so we haven't had a message like that in a long time sefi i'm gonna call you out and say that was a big fat lie well, maybe that one just haunts me that we got where it's like, I've been trying to find you guys for ages. Like, where the fuck? I think oh. it does. <laughs> I was like, shit, we fucked up. They said it really nicely. We they said it everything. really nicely. What's happening? Um, but thank you so much. And I hope you're privileged as fuck. <laughs> I hope you're list- I hope I'm booming through a mansion in the countryside somewhere. You're about to go riding. Do you know what I mean? I hope you're fucking rolling in it. Oh my god, actually just one funny thing that someone said to me once. What? I met this guy at uni, just like the fir- like one of my first week there, and he just came up to me and was like, So do you ride? Oh fuck off. And I was like, right, what? It's like, yeah, I ride the bus to Audi. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I thought he was being sexual. Oh. I thought it was like a sexual thing. Like, do you ride? I was like, what are you saying? What the fuck? I was like, fuck? I don't know what. It took like two minutes. I was like, what are you saying? He was like, do you ride? Do you ride? And I was like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Do you ride? And then he was like, horses. Like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, nice. Okay. Well, let's go. Look, if you don't hear from us, you know what to do. Assume the worst. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com